Hi everyone, welcome back. This is another Case of the Week episode, but with a little bit of a twist. So for the first time ever, we are going to be doing a video podcast. Thank you everyone for their amazing suggestions. And please don't forget to visit us or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Again, that's www.speakpipe.com slash let's read out L-E-T-S-R-E-A-D-O-U-T. And again, we can incorporate amazing feedback like making this video cast. So thank you so much. Let's now dive into our case. So an elderly female patient in her late 80s presented with acute worsening of abdominal pain with severe nausea and vomiting. The team was clinically concerned for mesenteric ischemia. A contrast CT enhanced examination was performed, specifically protocoled for better detection of mesenteric ischemia. We can see that because the arterial vasculature in the pelvis, the external and internal vessels in the pelvis, are densely opacified. Immediately we see fluid-filled small bowel loops as well as fluid within the deep pelvis. We see on the right side of the screen that a loop of small bowel actually dives into the obturator canal underneath the obturator internus and becomes interposed between the obturator externus and the pectineus. This supports the case for an obturator hernia. In an obturator hernia, the hernia sac can either be present between the obturator externus and pectineus muscle, which we see here, or it can be between the obturator externus and the internus muscles. The hernia, as already just stated, occurs within the obturator canal. It is more frequently on the right side as the sigmoid is located on the left and obscures the obturator canal. Increasing intra-abdominal pressure, such as constipation, patients with COPD, or even pregnancy, predisposed to herniation of intra-abdominal contents. Strangulation is suggested by fat stranding and free fluid within the hernia sac, and evidence of bowel ischemia should be looked for, such as pneumatosis, mesenteric venous gas, or even portal venous gas. One of my favorite pearls from fellowship comes from Dr. Brooke Jeffrey and utilizing maximum intensity projection sequences in order to detect early ischemic changes. MIPS are better known in the chest CT world. They make those pesky, tiny, small pulmonary nodules pop out, but you can also use them in, in abdominal imaging and the coronal and axial sequences when MIPT better show areas of subtle bowel wall hypoenhancement. If your institution utilizes dual energy sequences, then those can also help to uh, diagnose acute bowel ischemia and improve visualization of the bowel wall. Well, that's a wrap on our very first video podcast. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as usual and let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you again at SpeakPipe. Thanks so much for tuning in and we hope you'll come back.